Valerie holds her finger on a button, her body perfectly motionless as the blinds lower slowly. It cuts the sunlight down by about half, but it's still too bloody bright in here. Hell, everything in Los Angeles is too bloody bright. Wake up in the morning, sun. Go for three-mile run, one of my new healthy replacement habits, and there's sun. Lunch. Dinner, when I go into the studio. Fucking sun. 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 The only rest part is at night, though then the whole city is lit with screaming neon, so it's not too terribly different. It'll make a man miss his rainy, grey motherland, that's for sure. There we are, Valerie says, and walks to sit at the head of the conference table, facing away from the window. Larry and I sit as well, him and his $5,000 suit, and me in my nicest black T-shirt and least ripped jeans. Can't say I haven't made an effort. I rejected two other pairs of trousers as I was getting dressed. Across the table, our manager Nigel is wearing a short-sleeved button-down shirt and a windbreaker. So at least I'm dressed better than someone. Is Miss Field running late? Larry asks, checking his Rolex. He couldn't be less subtle about it. Valerie's face doesn't move. I'm not sure it can move. A few minutes, yes, she says, her voice perfectly placid and calm. Her dark hair is parted neatly in the middle, both sides waving gently away from her perfectly smooth, even face. She makes me think of a porcelain doll come to life, if porcelain dolls were particularly crafty, manipulative and bossy. And since she's the band's new public relations manager, I consider those things compliments. Tonight is Gavin's first show since the tour ended, Larry says, lacing his sausage-like fingers together on the table. We can't wait forever, you know, and he should be arriving early at the venue, making sure everything is... I'm fine, Larry, I interject before he can really get going. It's been three minutes. Surely we can give her three more. I'm just saying, your time is valuable, and if... I'm known to be late on occasion as well, I say, starting to get impatient with my lawyer. He's good at his job, but he's set on having the advantage in every situation, even one like this. She'll be here very soon, I'm sure, Valerie says, a tone still neutral and pleasant. I hate this. I hate this sterile, shiny, bright conference room. And I hate that now I've got to listen to people who lecture me about my image and my brand. Once upon a time, I played guitar too loud in tiny clubs and howled at the top of my lungs and didn't give a shit what anyone thought. But now I'm here, with these wankers. My old self would make fun of me now, that's for sure. At least until he saw the house I live in. That might shut him up. Larry sighs dramatically, checking his watch again. But just as he does, the door swings open and four people enter. A man, two women and a girl. My heart plummets when I see the girl, like a ball of lead straight into my gut. If I had doubts about this already, now they're doubled, tripled. She's blonde and blue-eyed, practically cherubic. I don't think she's old enough to drink legally, but she's got that calm, blank affectation that people who grew up in front of the camera tend to have, as if she only comes alive when someone's recording. One of the women leans over the table, and I stand to shake her hand. Margaret Sorensen, she says, all business. I'm Daisy's PR person. This is her lawyer, Michael Warren, and this is Karen Fields. Lovely to meet you, I say automatically though she's already moved on to Larry. I look at Daisy Fields, then at Karen Fields, who must be her mother, and I realise two things. One, 
she brought her mother to a business meeting. And two, Daisy Fields is her given name. I'd assumed she changed it when she went on television, but I guess her parents actually named her Daisy Fields. They must really have wanted their little girl to go into showbiz, as they say out here. Then Daisy herself is across the table from me, leaning forward, holding out her hand. It's small and soft, and she barely grips me at all. It's like shaking hands with a mitten. It's so nice to meet you, she bubbles. You as well, I say. I love Half Asleep, she goes on. It's such a beautiful love song. It's half awake, not half asleep, and it's not a love song, but I let it slide. Thank you, is all I say. We all sit, and Valerie starts talking, but I'm hardly listening, my mind swirling as I stare at the girl across from me. I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. Not